ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Exquisite, isn't it? Can you feel your brain following along with that melody or even reaching to guess the next note in the line? New research from the University of California, San Francisco, has been taking a look at exactly how our brains follow music and what that might mean. C. Benedict from The Music Show is here. C, good to talk to you again. Good morning. Good morning, Sally. I think my pulse rate went down. I was relaxing listening to that. It's absolutely gorgeous. What, what do we know about what our brains are doing when we listen to music? Well, they're doing at least two things at once. Uh, this research has observed that our brains have unique pathways for processing music. They are related to our pathways for processing speech, but they are also something else. So our speech pattern neurons um, should have got Norman in to do this, really. <laughs> Our speech pattern neurons follow the melody as it goes along. It's kind of like following along in the path. And then we have these specialised music neurons as well that predict the next note. So we're really talking about melody here. We're talking about tension and release or, or sort of suspension and resolution. You know, these are all kind of musical ideas that are also emotional ideas. Um, our brain follows these these melodies, these, these patterns along and that satisfies us. Uh, there are lots of caveats here, of course. This kind of neural mapping research is still pretty early days. Norman, when I asked him about it earlier, said um, somewhat primitive. Uh, and this was done uh, in a specifically Western musical context as well. It's always really important with music research to look at that because the way that um, musical forms have have developed in different cultures are mm. really, really distinct. Um, and Western music uh, and Western ears listen listen to things in a particular way because of, you know, centuries of cultural inculcation, basically. Western music, especially sort of um, both, interestingly, canonical classical music and current pop music, they're both, what, what they all have in common is that it's kind of obsessed with melodic and harmonic mm. rules and, and cadences mm. and all the rest of it. So predicting patterns is a pretty outsized part of our musical culture specifically. Um, but it is important to do this research nevertheless because music can have such a positive impact on our physical and mental health, um, I guess, except for when you forget your earplugs at a gig and have a blown out <laughs> ear for two days afterwards. <laughs> It's interesting too, I mean, with some of the popular music and also the classical music, as you're saying too, there's also that that constant pattern of withdrawing and then releasing. So removing, whether it's the percussion or the bass or something, taking it away. And in our minds, we know it's got to come back and we look forward to it uh, coming back as well. That that pattern as well is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, music and memory are so completely interlinked, not only on a sort of grand scale throughout our lives. You know, music... Uh, can trigger really particular times for us, um, can make us feel like we did when we were 15 or 21 or whatever. But um, also within just the experience of, of one song, when you know the, when the chorus comes back in, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this bit. And it, it does something to you. Yeah. There's more <laughs> research going on to see into how we can actually utilise some of this for um, our health. We know that in psychology, music can be used and they're actually uh, music 
therapists who operate are doing this as as uh, as a profession, using music to really help people uh, if they're dealing with issues with their mental health. Yeah, music therapy is a huge field. It's used in a lot of different ways. It's used as a kind of um, uh, mental health support, but it's also used a lot in dementia patients. It's mm. um, uh, exactly as we were just talking about. It's memory retrieval. Mm. So playing a song from someone's youth um, in in a dementia patient can trigger a lot more mobility, a lot more um, you know firing of those neural pathways. Mm. Um, but the therapeutic effects of music are, are now a huge field of study. Um, I've just been looking at some of the recent studies that have come out around um, music and the brain. Uh, I thought I'd rattle through a few of them. Mm. So there's a hospital at the University of Florida that's integrating music making for people who've suffered traumatic brain injuries. Um, one of the people who is a patient there is the former congresswoman, Gabby Giffords, who was um, shot in the head. Um, and she's playing the French horn to help rewire her brain, rebuild her ability to speak. So that's that speech pathway that we are talking about. Uh, the University of Barcelona is studying whether the electronic uh, music genre is capable of changing our state of consciousness. So we're talking about the kind of syncing of the pulses with the music, with the heart of our, um, our heartbeat and our breathing. Kind of what you were talking about, that uh, piece that we heard at the beginning is beautiful, is a piece called The Beatitudes by Vladimir Martinov. And you were saying that you felt like your pulse was going down. Mm. That was probably accurate. It. Mm. Um, you know, there's research that says singing in a choir can help, help reduce chronic pain. Um, there's even an Australian orchestra, there's a few orchestras around the world, in fact, that are doctors' orchestras or health professionals' orchestras. The Australian one is called Corpus Medicorum, and they were set up specifically to health help health workers cope with the demands of their profession. Mm. Um, you know, and, you know, there's a recent study in the US that had researchers uh, releasing insulin uh, in, in mice in response to specific sound waves, which was uh, the music of Queen, uh, which I think, <laughs> you know, more pleasant than an injection, which, you know. <laughs> There'd be some quite deaf mice, I imagine, as yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. I really, I'm very curious about which album. You know. <laughs> <laughs> now, talking about albums, not just an album, but possibly a cultural reset is celebrating its 50th anniversary this week. What is it? That is Waterloo by ABBA, both uh, the album and the single released this week in 1974. And it's a quick turnaround. They only finished recording it on the 20th of February, 1974, although that was sort of more usual in that days, but that was a quick, quick press after that. It was an album um, that, that contained that title single, uh, Waterloo, and that was made famous because it won Eurovision in 1974. Um, and that title track was actually first performed in Swedish on Swedish television, the national hates for Eurovision. Uh, and Waterloo was s s selected, sorry, as the Swedish, ent Swedish entry. Um, and then it was sung at the final in English. Um, and it was made more famous by Colin Firth dancing to it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well. I remember we didn't have that album when I was a kid, but a family up the road did. And it was such a thrill to have that album on. It, it seemed that everyone had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got to say they're not all hits, but Honey Honey is on it as well. Um, and then the, there's a few other tracks, including quite an unusual sort of a reggae moment from ABBA, you know, they're hitting their stride, but they're not all the way to ABBA gold yet at this point. <laughs> well, my generation, that perhaps will be what they're playing uh, in aged care when I get there. Um, yeah, that'll trigger some neural pathways. <laughs> it will, it will. Um, see, it's always so good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. That's I see Benedict from the music show on Radio National, and we've got to do it. Let's have a little taste of Waterloo.
that's Waterloo, and that was the OG, the original in Swedish there. I haven't heard that one before. It was a fantastic uh, version. Great to talk music with uh, C. Benedict. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.